Hello, and welcome to the Rugby Gods podcast. I'm John Keenan. No mai haere mai. Today is January 27th, and now let's talk some rugby. Alright, so today I'm going to try and have a bit of a look through uh, Super Rugby AU. So yeah, I'm going to try and review the squads, have a little bit of a look at who has come in and who has left uh, the five Australian teams <clears throat> for Super Rugby uh, 2021 or Super Rugby AU. Um, I'm also going to start with uh, a look at the Jaguares, uh, the uh, Argentine team that used to play in Super Rugby uh, up until last year, 2020, uh, and see what exactly is going on there. So yeah, let's get into it. Uh, I'm going to try and be you know, pretty efficient for this one. So yeah, starting off with uh, the Jaguares, it's a little bit of an extra, um, but yeah, I thought it was definitely worth having a look at uh, just because there's so much movement uh, and the team is effectively being rolled up. Um, so just starting with, um, what am I using? Well, I'm just going through and I'm using uh, the 2020-2021 uh, Super Rugby Transfers uh, website. Uh, it's a, a Wikipedia webpage. I find it to be pretty useful. Um, maybe occasionally um, not quite uh, correct and or perhaps players uh, not picked or not put uh, in maybe their correct position. Uh, but it doesn't really matter too much. Um, it's you know it's pretty thorough, pretty rigorous. Um, maybe I'll just go through some of the notes uh, as to you know what it says. Uh, yeah, so I'll just read through um, the introduction as such, just to give you an idea as to like sort of why I'm using it. So list of 2020-2021 uh, Super Rugby transfers. So this is a list of player movements for Super Rugby teams prior to the end of the 2021 Super Rugby season. So it's you know subject to being updated. Departures and arrivals of all players that were included in a Super Rugby squad for 2020 or 2021 are listed here, regardless of when it occurred. Future dated transfers are only included if confirmed by the player or his agent, his former team or his new team. Uh, in addition to the main squad, teams can also name additional players that train in backup or development squads for the franchise. These players are denoted, are denoted by a wider training group for New Zealand teams or a development squad for Australian teams. So as you can see, it's fairly, fairly thorough, fairly rigorous in terms of you know, editing out uh, speculation as such. And I might touch on one or two of those um, speculations, especially with the Jaguares team, uh, you know, as we get into this. So, yeah, let's have a look at the Jaguares. Like I said, uh, unfortunately, um, they are effectively done uh, as a side. Again, I might just quickly read uh, the, the Jaguares preamble to you. Uh, all of this will be, uh, you know, easily findable uh, on the webpage, the, um, the Wikipedia, you know, list of 2020-2021 Super Rugby transfers. Uh, but, yeah, starting with the Jaguares. The Jaguares were not named in a Super Rugby season in 2021. They had been rumored to be join. They had been rumored to be joining an expanded Super Liga Americana de Rugby competition, but were not named in the 2021 season of the tournament. The Jaguares won't play in 2021, and all players will depart the team either overseas or enter the draft for the 2021 Super Liga Americana de Rugby season. So I'm not exactly sure what Super Liga Americana is. Uh, obviously, it must be some sort of like uh, South American uh, sort of like provincial competition 
I'm assuming it's primarily uh, Argentinian, but it might have perhaps some Brazilian, Chilean, Uruguayan flavor to it. Uh, maybe something for me to uh, check out a little bit more in the future. Uh, but at the moment, I think I could pretty comfortably say it's uh, perhaps a sort of like a, a tier two level uh, sort of like a tournament or competition. So I'm not going to worry about it too much. Uh, and most of the players, certainly all of, pretty much all of the top quality Jaguares uh, have not made themselves available for the um, Superliga Americana draft. Um, pretty much all the big names uh, have pushed on overseas. So it can't be, um, you know, particularly uh, high level. Uh, so let's have a go through. Um, yeah, if we have a look at the props, uh, who is out? Uh, again, you know, uh, maybe check out the web page, uh, the wiki page, uh, to have a look at the 2020 squad. Obviously, there's you know something like 30 to 40 names there. Uh, so who's out? If we start with the props, um, we've got Santiago Medrano has gone to the Force, that being the Western Force, uh, playing out of Australia or the Super Rugby AU competition, uh, and Nantuel Tatas Chapado has gone to Bristol, uh, up in the English Premiership or certainly in English rugby. Uh, at hooker, uh, Augustine Creevy has moved to London Irish, and Julian Montoya to Leicester Tigers. Um, so yeah, you know, like Medrano and Chapado would definitely be, you know, two of your big name props, uh, and they're on the move to the force and Bristol. Uh, and then Creevy and Montoya would be your two big name hookers, uh, and they're on the way to the English Premiership as well. Uh, if we have a look at the locks, uh, it's quite a number here. I think they came in with five uh, in 2020. Um, Mateus Alamano has gone to Gloucester, uh, again in England. Uh, Marcus Kremer to Stade Francais. Lucas Paulos to Breve. And Guido Pitti to Bordeaux. So, yeah, a number of signings into the Northern Hemisphere, as you would kind of expect. Uh, you know, a fair few actually into English Premiership teams, but uh, quite a number into the French Top 14 as well. Uh, if we have a look at the flankers uh, so far, uh, there's still a few names here, um, and a, f a couple of surprising names, I'd have to say, um, that are yet to be confirmed as to what they're doing or where they're going. Uh, but the ones that are confirmed are Santiago, Santiago Grodona is off to Newcastle uh, in England. Uh, Thomas Lazana is to the force uh, in Australia. And Santiago Montagna is to Montemarsan. I don't really know Montagna too much. In fact, yeah, it says he did not play last year in 2020. So a little bit of a squad player, but he's picked up uh, a contract in France. At number eight, they just had one, uh, Rodrigo Bruni, who certainly played uh, a fair amount for them, uh, and he's gone to Vannes. I'm not quite sure if I said that right, but it's a French club, Vannes, V-A-N-N-E-S. So that's the Fords, um, you know, just having a rough eyeball of that. There's uh, at least one lock uh, yet to announce what he's up to. Um, and there's at least three flankers uh, without a home or certainly not um, mentioned uh, as to where they're leaving or where they're going. Uh, and there is about four, three or four props uh, still available as well. Um, now, as it's said at the top, um, if they're not going overseas, they'll be available for the um, draft, that essentially that South American rugby competition draft. Uh, but I think 
some of the names still left there could well still be on the move or like you know negotiating to perhaps push into major league rugby you know based out of north america um probably a little bit late to uh, be included in like a super rugby team uh, in terms of um, australia or new zealand uh, but perhaps they might get picked up even by a south african team um, and what they're up to uh, in the expanded pro uh, uh, 14 which will be the pro 16 um, yeah so that that would be my thinking Quite surprising, just having a look through there. Uh, no Jaguares, as far as I can see, have been signed uh, in Japan, which is quite interesting. Uh, and I think, you know, if I go through the whole team so far, there's no official Jaguares signings for Japan, which is very interesting. Uh, let's go to the uh, backs. So, yeah, we'll start with uh, the scrum half, the halfback, or the nine. Uh, so, so far, we've just got Thomas Kubili. Um, who has moved to the force again uh, out of Australia. Uh, at fly half, first five or ten, uh, we've had Wakandia Banila has gone to Leicester Tigers, uh, and Domingo Miotti has also gone to the force uh, in Australia. So Wakandia's Banila is to Leicester in England, Domingo Miotti to the force in Australia. Into the centres, there's quite a number of centres here, uh, and one or two again, Fairly, fairly noticeable names, uh, perhaps yet to state their intentions. Uh, but who has? Uh, Santiago, Santiago Carreras is moving to Gloucester in England. Uh, Geronimo Della Fluente is going to Perpignan in France. Lucas Mensa is going to Valence Romans uh, again in France. That must be uh, perhaps a uh, tier two level team. Uh, and Mateus Orlando is going to Newcastle uh, in England. So yeah, just a huge amount here, uh, you know, going to the English Premiership, going to the French Top 14, uh, and you may have noticed uh, there's at least a couple of names there, I think uh, three, so far actually four, so far that I've mentioned that are going to the Western Force in the Australian uh, Super Rugby AU competition. So yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah, into the wings, uh, into the back three or into the wings. Um, again, yeah, pretty much everybody has uh, stated what they're doing here. So Emiliano Boffelli is moving to racing, racing 92. Uh, Matteo Carreras is going to Newcastle. Juan Cruz Malia is going to Toulouse. Uh, and Matthias Moroni is going to Leicester Tigers. So Racing 92, France, Newcastle, England, Toulouse, France, and Leicester, uh, England. So again, uh, some fairly big names there in terms of you know your wingers, your finishers, uh, picking up some pretty big contracts. But there might be uh, at least one name there that I'm quite surprised uh, is yet to announce what they're doing. Uh, and just finishing up with the fullbacks, uh, they had two uh, in 2020. And they've both moved on. So Batista Dalgi has moved to Bordeaux. And Jochen Tukalet has moved to the Toronto Arrows in the Major League Rugby. So that's quite an interesting uh, signing. Pretty good signing uh, for Toronto, you must say. Or well, I'd have to say there. So, yeah, that's pretty much the only Major League Rugby confirmed signing uh, from a Jaguares player. Um, so pretty much, yeah, you've got one player, uh, Tukalet. Uh, pretty good fullback, back three guy. Um, certainly been in and around the Argentinian national setup as well, uh, declaring for the Toronto Arrows. Uh, outside of him, um, or outside of English and French rugby, uh, you've got 
Santiago Medrano. Uh, it's a very good international prop. Uh, moving to the force in Australia, you've got uh, Thomas Lazana, a very good flanker, moving to the force in Australia. Uh, and then you've got uh, the duo of uh, Thomas Kubili, a uh, very good Argentinian nine, uh, moving to the force, uh, and Domingo Miotti, a very good uh, backup ten. Um, to Nico Sanchez uh, in Argentinian circles as well, moving to the force. So four really huge signings uh, for the Western force, uh, you know, coming across from uh, the Jaguares. Pretty much everybody else who's on the move is on the move to England and or France. Uh, and that's also the case with their coach as well, Gonzalo Quesada. Quesada is moving to Estate Francais. Uh, and France as well, so pretty big name, pretty big, um, you know, organization there. Um, so yeah, just to finish off, because this was a little bit of an add-on extra that I thought I'd do, just because it interests me, um, you know, what's happening with the Jaguares and where all that, where is all that talent going, who's winning? Well, I mean, like clearly, you know, English Premiership Rugby and or, you know, French Top 14 Rugby is winning, uh, just in terms of, uh, you know, where the contracts have been signed. Um, but yeah, if I just go through kind of like by position there, maybe just talk about a couple of names that I'm surprised have not got a team and or um, have not announced officially. Uh, and I don't exactly know what that means. Obviously, um, this article says uh, if they don't go overseas, they won't be playing for the Jaguares uh, in any way, in any capacity uh, in 2021. So they would be declaring for the, the South American competition's draft. Uh, or I'm thinking perhaps um, they're still in negotiations to get a fairly late Major League Rugby uh, contract. That would be my that would be my um, my guessing uh, there. Uh, you know, certainly the Japanese competition uh, is done and dusted in terms of contracts. Uh, should have actually been starting by now. Uh, and then you know Australian and New Zealand Super Rugby squads are firmed up as well. Uh, I guess you know possibly. Um, there could be, you know, some pickups into uh, some South African, um, you know, ex-Super Rugby sides as well. Uh, but who knows? So, yeah, let's just have a quick look through. Um, if we have a look at prop, I would say, um, you know, like I said, Medrano and Chaparro, you know, your, your two big props there, two out-and-out out very, you know, standout props, and they've been picked up. But I'd say Mako Vivas uh, is another prop that I'm very surprised doesn't have a contract at present. So it will be interesting to see where Vivas, um, you know, goes as such. Uh, at hooker, again, Crevy, Augustine Crevy, absolute, you know, Argentine legend, picked up for sure, as well as Julian Montoya, his sort of understudy, uh, who might have usurped him, actually, in fact, at, in the national setup. Both of those uh, have moved on to English premiership teams. Uh, but the third hooker for the Jaguares, uh, Santiago Sosino, uh, actually played a fair amount, um, you know, over the last year or two, and he is uncontracted as well. So it'll be quite interesting to see where he goes. Uh, into the locks, um, there's only a one lock there, Ignacio Callas, and I really don't know who he is, and he didn't play in 2020, so I'm not going to worry too much about that. If we push on to the flankers, again, only three flankers have been announced, Grodona, Lazana and Montagna. Again, Montagna, I didn't see him play last year in 2020, so I don't know too much. Uh, but if I have a look at some of the players, the flankers, uh, listed as flankers anyway, uh, you've got Francisco Grossen, definitely played a fair amount for the Jaguares, uh, pretty good Super Rugby level player, uh, unsigned. Um, 
and we've got uh, Juan Batista Pedemont. I don't know too much about him. Um, and then there's Javier Ortega Desio. Now, Ortega Desio is a very good player, and again, uh, very surprising that he is not playing or is not contracted to you know a Northern Hemisphere slash somebody, if you know what I mean. So yeah, very interested to see where um, Ortega Desio goes, very interested to see where Grossen goes, and very interested to see where Mako Vivas, uh, their, their prop or one of their props, where they go. Um, yeah, so sort of three fairly good Super Rugby level names there that are uh, at present uncontracted. Uh, if we have a look at the backs, uh, as we did before, uh, if we start at nine, uh, halfback scrum half, uh, Kubili is at the force, but there's still a couple of very good players, uh, Gonzalo Bertrano and Felipe Escura. Uh, those two guys have definitely been in and around, well, they've certainly played a fair amount of um, rugby for the Jaguares, uh, and I believe they've, certainly Bertrano, I'm pretty sure, has played, um, you know, a few games for the Argentinian national team. So again, uh, Bertrano and Escura, a couple of pretty good halfbacks uh, without contracts at present. Uh, at fly half, first 510, um, you know, Joaquin Diaz, Bonilla and Domingo Miotti both been picked up, uh, as you'd expect. And then there's Thomas Albornoz, which, again, I don't really know uh, him too much. don't remember seeing him uh, play, uh, but he is uncontracted as well. So I guess he would certainly be your third choice. Uh, Jaguares 10, uh, uncontracted at present. Uh, into the midfield, um, four have announced, but there's a couple of players there uh, that I'm quite surprised about. Um, or well, certainly one, uh, Santiago Chocobares, what a beautiful name. Uh, Chocobares, I believe, is linked with the Blues. There's been a huge amount of rumor about uh, the Blues chasing him and wanting him. Now, I'm not sure if he's got some, um, you know, like visa issues with the New Zealand government, etc. You know, can an Argentine player come in, blah, 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 COVID-19, coronavirus reasons, I'm not sure. Um... But yeah, like Santiago Chocobares is definitely a very good centre-come fullback, uh, probably just back three guy, really. Uh, definitely played a bit over the last year or two for the Jaguares, uh, and is very good. So again, um, a, very, a pretty high-quality, uh, uncontracted player there. Uh, and then if we have a look at the wingers, uh, yeah, pretty much everybody's doing something for uh, this year. Uh, probably the key, uh, again, I guess another fairly uh, established player is Sebastian Cancellieri. Cancellieri has definitely played a lot for the Jaguars and I believe has been in and around the Argentine national team as well. Uh, and again, he is uncontracted or uh, on this website anyway. Uh, he has nowhere to go at present. So yeah, um, like I said before, there's certainly at least two, maybe three, probably th certainly at least two fairly decent names in the forwards that are uncontracted, and I would say uh, Bertrano at 9, um, Chocobares, you know, utility, you could play him at centre, wing, fullback, uh, and Concilieri, uh, one of the wingers as well for the Jaguares. So three pretty good players um, that you would expect not to be playing in like a development slash B league, um, such as Superliga Americana de Rugby. Uh, you know, in 2021, so there could well be still a few more interesting signings to come.
but yeah, it will certainly be very, very interesting to see if Santiago Chocobares uh, turns out for the Auckland Blues, like the Blues team based out of Auckland uh, in New Zealand's Super Rugby Aotearoa. That would be uh, pretty interesting. So yeah, a um, little bit sad. Uh, did really enjoy watching the Jaguares play uh, over the last sort of, uh, well, I guess, what would it be now? Like four or five seasons. It's been a while. Um, I believe, what, post-2015 Rugby World Cup? So... I think they got their start in 2016 pretty sure I'm right about that so yeah had a pretty solid like five years in Super Rugby uh, and they were always a pretty cool pretty interesting team to watch pretty exciting very fun uh, and respect to Argentinian rugby and the Argentine players um, they certainly treated the um, the Jaguares as a club with a lot of respect uh, a huge number of you know quality top level Argentine players did you know leave Northern Hemisphere rugby um, and come back and play for the Jaguares and they really pushed um, you know the team you know to really you know very quick and very high heights uh, obviously making um, the 2019 uh, Super Rugby final uh, against the Crusaders as well uh, what a high point that was so you know like a little bit sad to see them go but um, you know the writing has certainly been on the wall for you know a pretty solid year now well I guess you can't say a year but certainly since uh, March of 2020 when uh, you know Super Rugby as it was then uh, was essentially you know postponed slash cancelled uh, and the coronavirus you know COVID-19 world took effect that became pretty clear pretty soon uh, that the Jaguares were going to be a little bit homeless uh, you know in international rugby so yeah sad to see them go especially for like non- non-financial reasons and certainly non-performance reasons just purely um, you know a victim of geography really uh, and I guess perhaps a little bit of a victim of uh, politics in the sense that you know the pro 14 uh, expanding to a pro 16 basically wants to deal with you know four South African teams rather than perhaps say the best three South African teams and the Jaguares which I think probably would have been you know the best way of going forward for uh, the pro 16 but anyways, uh, let's get it on, or let's move it on uh, to uh, the Australian teams. So Super Rugby AU. So I'm just, again, I'm just going to quickly read through the preamble at the top. Uh, I think it's pretty similar uh, to what I just said before for the Jaguares or for the last webpage, Wiki, Wikipedia webpage I was on. This one, this wiki page is a list of 2021 Super Rugby AU transfers. So it's a little bit more specific uh, than the last one. So yeah, just reading from the preamble at the top, uh, this is a list of player movements for Super Rugby teams prior to the end of the 2021 Super Rugby AU season. Uh, departure and arrivals of all players that were included in a Super Rugby squad for 2020 or 2021 are listed here, regardless of when it occurred. Future dated transfers are only included if confirmed by the player or his agent, his former team or his new team. So, you know, pretty similar to what I said to you before about the Jaguares. So let's get it into it and have a look at the five teams. Um, so yeah, uh, again, I should have this link in the show notes, uh, list of 2020-2021 uh, Rugby AU transfers, so you can have a look at the whole thing. I'm pretty much just going to focus on the ins and outs. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I'm pretty much going to focus on the ins and outs and then, you know, just look at, you know, what the team has to play with in terms of 2021 players. Um, so for the Brumbies, if we start at prop, um, Shambekla View, Shambekla View, not really heard that name yet, and he did not play in 2020. 
Uh, he's gone to the Mitsubishi Dinobores uh, and the Japanese Top League. Who have they brought in? They've brought in Archer Holtz uh, from Eastern Suburbs. Uh, quite a number of these are going to be pretty low level, sort of like you know Australian uh, provincial slash national level club teams. So yeah, not too much going on there in terms of the props. Who they lost, player that they didn't play, who they brought in, sort of like a development player. So for 2021, uh, who do the Brumbies have at prop? They've got uh, Alan Alatoa, uh, Archer Holtz, Harry Lloyd, Tom Ross, Scott Seo, and James Slipper. So, you know, certainly that is definitely going to be front-loaded by uh, Alan Alatoa, Scott Seo, and James Slipper. Uh, the three of those players have played um, for the Australian national team. So, you know, they've still got some pretty good depth there at prop uh, for 2021. Have a look at hooker. Um, so they've lost nobody, uh, and they've picked up Billy Pollard from Uni Norths. Uh, again, uh, not sh exactly sure who Uni Norths are. That would be some sort of um, Australian national team. Uh, looks like it's uh, some sort of Canberra University sort of team. Uh, yeah, sorry, I won't talk too much more about that. But yeah, they picked up Billy Pollard from Uni Norths. Which I believe is a Canberra sort of uh, based outfit, sort of below Super Rugby level. So who does that leave them with? Well, it leaves them with who they had last year, plus Billy Pollard. So that's Falau Fainga, Lachlan Lonergan, uh, Connell McKinnery, and then Billy Pollard. So yeah, going in with four hookers, quite interesting. Obviously, that's um, you know front and center. That's the Falau Fainga show uh, for sure. Very exciting, um, very exciting hooker. Uh, knows how to score tries from the rolling mall uh, and you know uh, is in and around that Australian setup as well. So if we have a look at Locke uh, for the Brumbies, who have they lost? Um, Murray Douglas has gone to Yamaha in Japan and Blake Enova has gone to Leicester Tigers uh, in England. Who have they picked up? They picked up uh, Tom Hooper from uh, Tuggeranong. Tuggeranong Vikings, I'm assuming again Australian, sort of like provincial uh, national level team uh, and James Tucker from the Blues that being the Auckland Blues, New Zealand team so that leaves them with uh, Nick Frost, Tom Hooper uh, Katerin Neville Darcy Swain and James Tucker as their locks so yeah, I can't say I know too much about what's going on there, um, Murray Douglas certainly used to play or was in and around the Hurricanes for a season or two I believe he's Scottish in some way, shape, or form, uh, and now he's up in Japan. Um, so yeah, they looking a little bit light at lock. I'd have to say, uh, don't really know uh, any of those players, or don't know them very well. Uh, if we have a look at flankers, uh, Will Miller has retired. Uh, so he used to play for the Waratahs, popped down to the Brumbies, uh, but he's retired now. So who have they picked up? They picked up Luke Remia, Rima. Reamer, sorry, R-E-I-M-E-R, -E -E Luke Reamer, and Rory Scott, again, from, like, uh, Australian provincial level, Australian national level teams. So who does that leave them with? Uh, it leaves them with Jerome Brown, Tom Cusack, Luke Reamer, Rory Scott, and Rob Valentini. So certainly Tom Cusack, Rob Valentini have been around uh, the traps a little bit, uh, and, yeah, they'll be wanting to get a bit out of those too. Uh, at number eight, what do they got going on there? Well, Lachlan McCaffrey has gone to Kaiuden, uh, again, a Japanese top league team, which just leaves him with Pete Samu at eight. 
but you know, um, maybe a little, like certainly don't know too much about the locks, uh, but at flanker eight, the loose forwards, you know, Tom Cusack, Rob Valentini, and Pete Samu, that's a pretty good starting unit. Uh, and then, you know, up front, having the likes of Alan Alatoa, Scott Sio, James Slipper as props, plus Falau Fainga, uh, you know, they're going to be pretty reasonable uh, again for 2021, for sure. So let's get into the backs. Uh, have a look at uh, 9, 10, the centres, the wingers, and the fullback. Uh, so scrum half, or 9, halfback. Uh, who did they lose? They've lost Joe Powell to the Rebels, which is quite a loss. So Joe Powell's moved to the Rebels. Uh, who have they picked up? Uh, they picked up Lachlan Albert from uh, Australian national team uh, and Nick White from the Exeter Chiefs. So Nick White looked really impressive when he came back uh, mid-season in 2020 and played for the Australian uh, national team. Uh, he was very good in the internationals uh, against the All Blacks, against New Zealand uh, and against um, the Argentinians. So really good pickup for them. Uh, it leaves them with Lachlan Albert, Isaac Fiennes, Ryan Lonergan and Nick White uh, as their halfbacks. Uh, at fly half, first 510, uh, basically they're staying with the three that they had from 2020, which is Bailey Kunzil, Noah Lolisio, and Resjan Pasiatoa. I think Resjan Pasiatoa is pretty young, he's pretty youthful. I think last year he was coming pretty much straight out of high school. Uh, and then Noah Lalisio played a lot uh, at 10, uh, and Bailey Kunzel was pretty much his backup man. Both you know, pretty good players, and Lalisio played for the, uh, the Wallabies, or the Australian national team, by the end of 2020. Uh, into the centres, um, they've lost Tavita Kudadrani to the force, uh, and Guy Porter to Leicester uh, in England. Who have they picked up? Uh, Reese Tapani. Uh, from an Australian national team. So that leaves him with Lynn Ikatao. Uh, again, not too familiar with him. Iris Simone and Reese Tapani. So yeah, Iris Simone, pretty good quality, sort of 12 for sure. Uh, but the loss of Tavita Kudadrani to the force, uh, that has to be a little bit of a dagger uh, for uh, the Brumbies. If we go out into the wings, uh, not too much has changed there, uh, but Tony Pulu has gone to the force as well. So the force have managed to uh, take Kudandrani and Pulu uh, away uh, from the Brumbies, which has to you know dig into their squad depth for sure, even their starting depth. Uh, who does it leave them with? It leaves them with uh, Salomone Carter, Andy Muirhead, and Tom Wright uh, as their wingers. Uh, at fullback, they're staying with the same two from 2020, which is uh, Tom Banks, very good, uh, you know, international level fullback, and Mac Hansen. So yeah, certainly uh, not really, re not really replacing uh, some of those losses with too much. Uh, you know, Joe Powell to the Rebels and picking up Nick White from Exeter, that's you know pretty like for like. In fact, you might have even won on that. But you know, losing Tavita Kudandrani, uh, you know, an Australian, you know, quality Australian centre, um, and Tony Pulu, who's been around the traps with uh, the Chiefs in New Zealand uh, and the Brumbies now, uh, before pushing onto the force, uh, he's a very high quality, you know, Super Rugby winger, uh, and they haven't really picked up anybody uh, in replace of those two players. So yeah, you'd have to say Brumbies been pretty internal, haven't picked up too much, uh, you know, outside of I guess Nick White from Exeter. And perhaps James Tucker from you know the Blues, uh, a New Zealand you know Super Rugby team, 
but you know James Tucker pretty peripheral uh, had a lot of injuries uh, probably you know just trying to get his you know career back on track um, with perhaps bigger bigger and better game time uh, for the Brumbies and they'll certainly be wanting it because I think it's in a weak area for them uh, which is lock uh, so yeah, um, not too much else to report there for the Brumbies, uh, kicking on with their coach as well, Dan McKellar, uh, is there for another season, uh, as you would expect, because, uh, you know, they were pretty successful last year. So let's have a look at the fours. Uh, this has to be the most interesting team, uh, it's almost the entire reason why I'm doing this podcast, actually, and maybe I should have just done a podcast on the force, uh, but, uh, it's very interesting, uh, they have been busy very busy and they seem to have bought very well uh, in my opinion as well so obviously they didn't exist in 2020 um, well nominally they did uh, in terms of being involved in Super Rugby AU um, but they were not inside of Super Rugby 2020 like the full tournament at the start of the year uh, so they're pretty much a brand new team uh, there's no sort of 2020 squad uh, just who's in the 2021 squad for this year and who are the ends um, yeah, it's a little bit convoluted to say there. Uh, so the ends on top of what the force were, let's go with that. So we've got Santiago Medrano from the Jaguares, who we talked about before, uh, and Tom Robinson from the Waratahs. So a couple of good buys there for sure. Uh, and then who have they got for their props? They've got Chris Hayberg, Greg Holmes, Kieran Longbottom, Santiago Medrano, uh, Tom Robinson, and Angus Wagner. So, you know, Greg Holmes has certainly been around uh, Australian rugby for a while uh, and has played, I believe, for Australia. Uh, Tom Robinson is coming from the Waratahs, pretty good player. Uh, and Santiago Medrano is a, you know, international Argentine prop. So certainly got some depth there for 2021 at prop for uh, the force. Uh, if we have a look at Hooker, uh, that picked up Jack Winchester from a Australian national team. So it gives them uh, Filetti... Kaitu, Andrew Reddy, and Jack Winchester. Um, you know, Andrew Reddy is you know a fairly decent you know Super Rugby level hooker, so I'd expect him to be starting you know at the start of the season. Um, you know, tradesman, but certainly not uh, certainly not a weakness uh, in terms of the hooking stocks there. If we move on to lock. Uh, they picked up Ryan McCauley from the Waratahs which gives them uh, Fergus Lee, Warner, Ryan McCauley, and Jeremy Thrush. Jeremy Thrush being an ex-Hurricanes um, legend, played 100-plus games, I believe, for the Hurricanes, um, and was even in and around the All Blacks for a season or two, so you can call him an ex-All Black. So, you know, uh, picking up Ryan McCauley from the Waratahs and Jeremy Thrush, um, you know, long-time servant of, you know, Super Rugby slash New Zealand Rugby. Uh, you know, they've got a little bit in the locking stocks there. Uh, if we have a look at Flanker, uh, they've picked up Tim Anstey from Australian Sevens Program and Thomas Lazana from the Jaguares. So that gives them Tim Anstey, Ollie Callan, Ollie Callan um, Kane Koteka, and Thomas Lazana. I believe Kane Koteka is... No, I'm getting that wrong. I thought he was some sort of Samoan international, but he's not. Uh, but, you know, Ainsty from Australian Sevens and Thomas Lazana, again, a Jaguares slash Argentinian national team player. There's a couple of good flankers there. Uh, and at number eight, they've picked up, um, or they've retained, actually, Brynard Stander, a South African player who plays for the force. Um, so, yeah, look pretty reasonable. Uh, definitely, you know, barring injuries, you're going to be, um, you know, fronting with some, you know, 
fairly good, like a fairly good setup. I mean, I might come back and run through a theoretical force team uh, at the end of this, but you know that's that's pretty pretty good. It's certainly a lot better than uh, what they were dealing with, uh, you know, mid-season when they hastily, uh, you know, hurried in uh, to the uh, 2020 um, Super Rugby AU competition. So if we go into the backs, start at scrum half or halfback nine. Uh, they've picked up Thomas Kubeli from the Jaguares and Michael McDonald from the Waratahs. So that gives them Thomas Kubeli, Michael McDonald, and Ian Pryor, uh, who was there, um, you know, before those two, uh, with the force probably their number one halfback before those two moved in. So certainly very bolstered, very strengthened uh, at nine. Uh, at fly half, first five ten, they've picked up Jake McIntyre from Claremont. Uh, Domingo Miotti from the Jaguares. So that gives them John O'Lance, Jake McIntyre, and Domingo Miotti. I believe Jake McIntyre is Australian qualified player. Pretty sure he played around the traps somewhere in Australia and has been at Clermont, which is a very good French, you know, top 14 team. So there's going to be a lot of competition at 10, uh, you know, with McIntyre, Miotti, and kind of the incumbent, John O'Lance. So, you know, Ian Pryor and John O'Lance, you'd say, would be their two sort of go-to, like, 9-10s before this season. Uh, and then that's been bolstered by, you know, Kubili from the Jaguares, Argentina, uh, Michael McDonald from the Waratahs, you know, Jake McIntyre from Clermont, uh, and Domingo Miotti from the Jaguares slash Argentina. So you've got a really good stable of 9-10s there. There's a lot of depth. Um, so that, sh that really does bode well, um, you know, for their season. If you go into the midfield, into uh, the centres... Uh, they've picked up Tavita Kudadrani from the Brumbies, uh, as we mentioned before. So that gives them Kyle Goodwin, Richard Kahui, Tavita Kudadrani, and Henry Taufu. I believe it might be Taufu, who I was thinking of. Yeah, he's a Samoan rugby international as well. So, um, you know, Kyle Goodwin, a uh, little bit mercurial. Uh, some people have like some really big wraps on him. Certainly very versatile. Uh, can play in the midfield. Certainly play in the back three as well. Possibly even play him at ten in a playmaker role. Uh, you know Richard Kahui, uh, former All Black, former World Cup winning All Black from 2011. Uh, Tavita Kudandrani pushing over from the Brumbies. You know long time Brumbies slash Australian. You know midfield servant. Uh, and then Henry Tafu as well, uh, a Samoan international of some description, I believe. So again, really good centres uh, to choose from there at Super Rugby level. If we have a look at the wings, um, they've picked up Tony Pulu uh, from the Brumbies, as we talked about before as well. So that gives them uh, Marcel Bra Marcel Brache, Brachi, Brach, Brach, I'm not exactly sure how to say that, B-R-A-C-H-E. I've seen him play before. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Brach or Brachi. Apologize for that. Uh, I believe he's born in America, uh, but primarily raised in South Africa. Um, I've got Brad Lacey, don't know too much about him. Tony Pulu and Brian Ralston. So yeah, Pulu definitely leading the charge there in terms of the winging talents. Uh, and then at fullback, they've picked up Rob Kearney from Leinster. Uh, you know, the former Irish international, Irish international star. Um, you know, so that's a huge, that's a quality buy right there. Rob Kearney from Leinster uh, and the Irish national team. So Rob Kearney will be there at fullback along with Jack McGregor and Jake Strawn. 
McGregor and Strawn, I think both of them are sort of utility players. You, you know, you can play them at fullback, but they might also even be tens for you as well. So there's a huge amount of ten cover going on there. Uh, if you think of, you know, John O'Lance, Jake McIntyre, Domingo Miotti, they're all pretty quality Super Rugby level tens. Uh, possibly even Kyle Goodwin can play there. Uh, and then, you know, I think Jack McGregor and Jake Strong can also, you know, have a shift in there if they want as well. So, huge amount of depth uh, at 9-10, uh, looking very good in the midfield. Maybe a touch weak, a touch old uh, in the back three. Uh, but, you know, it's certainly a rejuvenated force team. I, I'm really excited to actually see how that team goes. Um, like I just said before, I'll have a really quick squiz of just, you know, giving a theoretical, say, starting 15 um, so I mean you you know you could start you could start I mean you're gonna start with Madrano like Santiago Madrano uh, and then you could choose from Greg Holmes or Tom Robinson uh, as your props uh, you'd start with Andrew Reddy so let's just say we'll go with uh, Madrano Andrew Reddy uh, Santiago Madrano Andrew Reddy and Greg Holmes as your you know as your as your uh, front row. Uh, at lock, uh, you could go with uh, Ryan McCauley from the Waratahs, now with the Force, and Jeremy Thrush, the ex-All Black and Hurricane man. Uh, so that's a pretty good type 5. Um, at flankers, you could go with uh, Tim Anstey uh, from the Australian Sevens program and Thomas Lazana, uh, you know, former Haguare and Argentina, Argentine player. Uh, and then you could have Brainard Stander, the South African, uh, at 8. So it's a pretty good starting, you know, pretty good starting, um, you know, forward pack uh, if everybody's fit. Uh, at nine ten, you could, I think you'd want to start, you know, initially with Tomas Kabili uh, and Domingo Miotti, which is essentially, you know, an up and coming slash established, you know, Haguares slash Argentine, you know, nine ten um, unit. Uh, in the midfield, uh, you might want to start with uh, perhaps Richard Kahui and Tavita Kudandrani as your twelve thirteen. Take your pick. Uh, and then in the wings, you know, you might look to use, you know, Kyle Goodwin, possibly even Henry Tafu, along with Tony Pulu, uh, three, three into two there. Uh, and then, you know, Rob Kearney at the back at fullback. So, you know, having a team like that, um, you know, that should be very competitive in Super Rugby AU. Um, you know, and if the injuries uh, are kept to a minimum, um, you know, they could even be, you know, fairly competitive uh, in Super Rugby Trans-Tasman, I'd imagine, as well, uh, especially with teams, you know, having to travel over to Perth, uh, which is a fairly long trip, you know, uh, in a you know, New Zealand to Perth context, uh, and perhaps teams, you know, rotating slash resting players against the force, etc. They could be a real surprise package uh, this year. I would certainly expect them to do far better than their 0-8 like, you know, no wins, eight losses uh, that they had in 2020. Uh, you know, I, I, I seriously believe they should be challenging for, you know, third spot minimum uh, in that Super Rugby AU uh, competition. Uh, just in terms of their coach, uh, they've got Tim Sampson, who I believe has been coaching them uh, before this year as well. So let's get into the Rebels. Um, so, yeah, quite a lot of movement here, uh, a huge amount of movement. Uh, but you'd have to say... Uh, it's a huge amount of movement away, uh, unfortunately, uh, for the Rebels. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, so who have they lost at prop? Uh, Jermaine Ainsley to the Highlanders, New Zealand team. Mies Erasmus to Valence de Argen, uh, French team. Uh, Ferriti Saaka, retired. And Ruan Smith uh, to L.A. Giltinis. I've heard that Gil Giltinis rhymes with Martini or Martinis, so it's Giltinis. So Ruan Smith is going to the LA Giltinis in Major League Rugby. 
uh, who have they brought in? So that's a huge amount of talent lost there, you'd have to say. Ainsley, Erasmus, Saaka, and Smith. Uh, going to the Highlanders in New Zealand, Arjun in France, and LA Giltinis in retirement. So, yeah, who have they brought in? Isaac Ado Kalia from University of Queensland, uh, and Rhys Van Nick from East Tigers. So, again, you know, a couple of just national level teams, um, Australian national level teams. Uh, gives them Pone Fama Usili. Can't really say that. I'm sorry, Fa'a Fa'a Mausili. I think it is Fa'a Mausili. Pune Fa'a Mausili. Matt Gibbon, Isaac Ado Kalia, uh, Cameron Orr, and Reese Van Nink. So not a lot in the propping stocks uh, that I can be excited about there for the force. Uh, sorry for the rebels, uh, looking looking very underdone. Uh, at hooker, uh, they lost Anaru Rangi, who used to play for the force and has played a few seasons for the rebels fairly tidy Super Rugby player. He's gone uh, to a Japanese team, uh, NTT.com Shining Arcs, and they've picked up Ed Craig from the Reds. So, you know, they've picked up Super Rugby for Super Rugby there, uh, and they've retained Jordan Elisi as well. So they've got a couple of decent hookers. They should be, you know, reasonable uh, at Super Rugby level there. Uh, at lock, uh, they've lost Isi Hanga-Angana. Hanga-Angana. Isiha Angana. He's gone back to the Panasonic Wild Knights. Uh, Gideon Koglenberg to Kurita Watergush. What a name, huh? Uh, again, another Japanese team. Uh, and Matt Phillip, that's a big loss, who's gone to Powell. It's a you know, pretty good French team, uh, and he's a good player at Super Rugby level for sure. So he'll be missed. Uh, who have they picked up? They picked up Josh Canham from Brighton Grammar School, straight out of high school. Uh, and then Steve Cummins from Powell. So Matt Phillips, Steve Cummins, essentially uh, being traded, uh, you know, between Powell and the Rebels. So that leaves him with uh, Josh Canham, Steve Cummins, uh, and Trevor Hosea. Hosea? Hosea. So yeah, uh, no, again, not a lot going on there at Locke. You'd have to say the Rebels looking really, really shaky uh, up front in that type 5. There's just nothing really there. Um, I mean, I guess you know, Ed Craig from the Reds and Jordan Elisi already there. Maybe a couple of reasonable hookers, but your props and locks looking it's looking difficult. That's all I'll say. Um, in the flankers, they've lost Angus Cottrell to LA Giltinis. Luke Jones to Racing 92, another big loss. Matt Phillip, Luke Jones, good players. Uh, and Boyd Killingworth uh, to Waranga. So I guess he's being returned to a national level team. Who have they picked up? Sione Lalicio from a national team. Uh, and Jarrell Skelton from the Australian Sevens program. So that gives them Richard Hardwick, Josh Kamini, Rob Liotta, Sione Lalicio, Jarrell Skelton, Michael Wells, and Brad Wilkin. So yeah, certainly looking much better at flanker. A bit of a loss. Uh, Angus Cottrell, reasonable, and Luke Jones, a big loss. Because uh, he can play lock, I believe, as well. But, um, you know, Rob Liotta, Sione Lalicio, Jarrell Skelton. Uh, Jarrell Skelton, Michael Wells, maybe uh, a couple of decent players there uh, in terms of flanker options. And at number eight, they've got um, the very dynamic uh, Isi Naisarani, uh, who's been very good for them for a couple of seasons now. So, you know, looking pretty reasonable in the back row, six, seven, eight, but uh, the tight five looks like a bit of a disaster, just in my opinion. 
uh, at present. They might still have a few spots to fill out there though, so, you know, touch wood or like, you know, all the best uh, to the Rebels and uh, whatever they're doing for recruitment. Uh, let's have a look at the backs. Uh, so yeah, it just keeps, they just keep losing here. Um, so uh, at Scrum Half 9, um, we've got Ryan Laurens has moved on to Kinetsu uh, in Japan. Uh, and they've picked up Moses, Porero, and Joe Powell from the Brumbies. So that's a really good pickup for them. Uh, so that leaves them with a Frank Lamani, Moses Porero, Joe Powell, Theo Strang, and James Tuttle. Uh, apparently they're going in with five halfbacks. I'm not sure uh, if that's legit or not. Uh, but, you know, Frank Lamani, Joe Powell, and James Tuttle are certainly, you know, pretty pretty quality halfbacks, so they've, they've got at least three very good halfbacks, super rugby level halfbacks. Not so sure about Moses Porero, it does say he's a development squad player, uh, and then Theo Strang, uh, but no doubt they'll be looking perhaps for one or two of those players to be a little bit uh, rotational, because um, yeah, you don't want to be carrying five halfbacks, I don't think. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens there, uh, you know, perhaps one or two of those players can play uh, other positions be a little bit of a utility value for them. I certainly think Frank Lamani um, could, could do more than just play nine, especially when you've got the likes of Joe Powell and, and James Tuttle. Uh, at fly half 10, uh, first five, uh, they've lost Andrew Deegan uh, to Karita Watergash. Gotta love that name. Um, and yeah, not a huge loss, but you know, you'd like to have them around. Uh, who have they picked up? They picked up Carter Gordon from the Reds uh, and Mason Gordon. Uh, from a Brisbane Boys a College, so straight out of high school, very much one for the future. So that leaves you with Carter Gordon, Mason Gordon, and Matt Tomua, uh, a quality quality 10 there, um, or certainly quality inside player. You could play him at 10 or 12. I think you'd have to be wanting big minutes from him at 10, uh, you know, with the likes of, you know, Carter Gordon and Mason Gordon, you know, backing him up. Uh, in the midfield center, uh, they've lost Tom English uh, to Corita Watergush again, uh, and Bill Meeks or Billy Meeks uh, to LA Giltinis. So lots of players going to a couple of different uh, teams out of Japan and the MLR, Major League Rugby. But you know, Tom English and Bill Meeks, huge losses, um, you know, for the Rebels. Uh, who have they picked up? Lewis Holland from the Australian Sevens program and Ilkina Vudogu. Ilkina? Lakina, Lilkina, Vudogu. Sorry, I don't uh, watch enough rugby league, but he's coming from the Brisbane Broncos, which is a you know a pretty high quality you know rugby league team in the NRL, like the rugby league competition in Australia. So a couple of interesting signings, a couple of exciting signings: Lewis Holland, Australian Sevens, and then Vudogu uh, from the Brisbane Broncos. But you know, Tom English and Bill Meeks or Billy Meeks, uh, they're losing those two players. They are very good Super Rugby players, or have been. Uh, for the Rebels. So you'd have to say, um, you know, probably losing out there a little bit uh, in exchange for uh, potential. If you have a look at the wings, again, like I said, it just keeps getting, uh, you know, bad, bad to worse. So Andrew Callaway has gone to NEC Green Rockets. Uh, Harry Potter, yeah, I shit you not, uh, sorry for swearing, but uh, yes, I shit you not, Harry Potter uh, does play or has been playing for the Rebels, uh, has moved to Leicester Tigers, and Samisi Tupo has moved to the Panasonic Wild Knights. Uh, so these are some of their wingers. Uh, so who have they picked up? Uh, Lockie Anderson and Young Tomopia. Uh, again, Lockie Anderson from Australian Sevens. And then Young Tunu, 
Tunumaipia, Tunumaipia, young Tunumaipia from Gold Coast Titans. Again, that's another rugby league team. I apologize. Don't really follow my rugby league, haven't for a while, uh, but they've picked up, you know, Vudugo, Vudugo from the Broncos and then Tunu Maipia from Gold Coast Titans. So, yeah, definitely, you know, cashing in the uh, let's hope that the uh, code switches, you know, come off as such because, like I just said before, Tom English, Bill Meeks in the centres and Andrew Callaway, uh, those are some big losses. Uh, and then at fullback, uh, they've retained Dane Haylett Petty. Um, yeah, sort of getting get a little bit lost there. There's so many people coming and going there. So if I go back to the centres, uh, you know, Tom English, Bill Meeks gone, Holland and Vudogu come in. So who does that leave them with? Uh, Reese Hodge, Lewis Holland, Cabell Magne, and Ilkina Vudogu. So actually, you know, with Hodge in the midfield and even Cabell Magne, they've still got a bit there. Uh, and then on the wings, who have they got there? They've got Lockie Anderson, Marika Korambiti, Tom Pincus and young Tunu Maipia. So again, you know, Morika Korobeti, quality player, um, you know, see who you can play uh, with him on the other wing. You know, perhaps uh, if Tonu Maipia comes off as a league convert, might be kind of interesting. Uh, just in terms of coach as well, uh, they've retained David Vessels, uh, who they've had for a while. Uh, so pretty consistent in terms of the coaching and on the Australian teams. Uh, into the Reds, got two teams left here, apologise going on a little bit, but you know, it's a little bit of fun for me to have a look at all these players, you know, where they're going, where they come from, etc. Uh, pretty interesting, I think. So with the Reds, uh, but sorry, I guess just a, a squiz there um, on the Rebels, uh, it seems really dangerous for me. Um, you know, you, you're going to want Matt Tamur to be very fit for that season. I think, you know, with Joe Powell's pickup from the Brumbies uh, and Frank Lamani, you've got some, and James Tuttle, you've got a really good stable of halfbacks. Um, and I guess, you know, Carter Gordon coming from the Reds as well. I mean, you know, there's a little bit there at 9 10. Uh, and then again, you know, Hodge and Magne, maybe even Vudogu, the, uh, you know, Brisbane Broncos league convert, maybe a little bit in the midfield too. And then obviously you've got Kodumbiti and Dane Haylapetti in the back three. So, you know, perhaps it's not as bad as, I, as I'm making it out to be. But it's a huge, huge number of losses there. I mean, if you could have kept, you know, Ryan Larens, uh, Tom English, Bill Meeks, and Andrew Calloway for sure, those those are four pretty big names, which you kind of have filled, or you've certainly tried your best to fill, but it's going to be pretty tough. Um, you know, basically, the things you've picked up, you've lost in terms of transfers there. So let's move it on to the Reds. Who's out for them this season? Uh, starting at prop, uh, David Fiao has gone to Carson, uh in France. I'm not sure if that's a top 14 team or not. Uh, JP Smith has gone to LA Giltini's uh, MLR team. Uh, and Jack Straker to GPS, which I believe is a f Australian national team. So who's in for the Reds? Uh, Zane Nongor from Bond University. So that leaves them uh, with a prop stable of Fiao Fiao. Uh, Ika, Harry Hoopert, Zane Nongor, Taniela Tupo, and Dane Zander. So, uh, yeah, a couple of good picks there. A couple of good players. Uh, Harry Hoopert and Taniela Tupo will definitely be, uh, you know, picking out most of the slack there. Uh, probably the two big name props uh, that they've retained. Uh, obviously, losing uh, J.P. Smith uh, to the L.A. Giltinis. 
uh, is a bit, a bit of a loss uh, for the Reds. Uh, if we have a look at Hooker, um, who have they lost there? They've lost Ed Craig to the Rebels uh, and Sean Farrell to Souths, again uh, an Australian national team. Uh, who have they picked up? They've picked up Matt Fassler from the Brothers, from the Brothers Club. So that leaves them with uh, four uh, prop, uh, sorry, four hookers: uh, Matt Fassler, Alex Murphy, Josh Nasser, and Brendan Payanga Amosa. So certainly, Alex Murphy and Brendan Payanga Amosa are a couple of quality uh, Super Rugby level uh, hookers. So you know, pretty reasonable in the front row there. Um, you know, provided uh, you keep your injuries down. Uh, you know, get some big minutes from uh, Taniela Tupo. Uh, and Harry Hooper uh, as props, and then you know the rotation of Alex Murphy and Brendan Payanga-Amosa. It's uh, certainly you know pretty capable uh, front row or like you know uh, crew of guys uh, that can do uh, a good job for you at Super Rugby level uh, for the front row uh, for the Reds. Uh, moving into the locks, uh, this is yeah maybe a little bit of a loss here. So um, for the Reds, they've lost Harry Hawkins to Santori San Goliath. Isaac Rodder to Lyon, and Michael Wood uh, back to Brothers. Uh, so Isaac Rodder, yeah, certainly a huge loss to Lyon there. Uh, you know, very good uh, Australian player. Uh, who have they picked up? They've picked up Ben Grant from the Force, uh, the Western Force, uh, and Ryan Smith from Brothers. Uh, so that leaves them with um, Angus Blythe, Ben Grant, Lachlan Salakai Latu, uh, Ryan Smith, and Tuiena Tali. To Lima. So again, um, you know, maybe a little bit light there. Um, certainly they will miss Isaac Rodder, uh, but they do still have Lachlan Salakai Latu, uh, who can obviously play lock slash six uh, for the Reds, uh, and Angus Blythe as well is a pretty reasonable player. So, um, you know, the tight five, still looking pretty reasonable for the Reds, but, uh, you know, one or two uh, key losses there in personnel as well. Uh, if we go into the flankers, um, they've lost Tom Kibble. He's uh, injured, so I guess he's injured for the season. Uh, and they've picked up Sam Wallace from the University of Queensland. So this is a really uh, good area of strength for the Reds. Uh, so if we have a look at who they have, they've got Fraser McRate, uh, Angus Scott Young, Sam Wallace, Harry Wilson, and Liam Wright. Uh, so that's a really good, um, you know, six, eight, seven. Uh, you know, basically just back row, looking very good there. Uh, also at number eight, um, they've retained um, Seru Eru as well, uh, but you know probably going to be getting a fair amount out of like Harry Wilson at eight, I'd imagine. Uh, also, of course, you know Liam Wright, Angus Scott Young, um, you know pretty decent, uh, and you know possibly playing even Lachlan Salakai Latu at six as well. So I think the loose forwards are looking very good for the Reds. Um, you know not too much in, not too much out. Uh, the tight five. Probably lost a little bit of quality there. Um, you know, JP Smith, like I said before, uh, at prop going to LA uh, Giltinis. Uh, Ed Craig, uh, a hooker, pushing down to the Rebels. Uh, and Isaac Rodder, um, you know, moving on to Lyon uh, in the French uh, top 14. So, yeah, definitely some key personnel uh, missing in action there. Haven't really picked up too much uh, to cover that either. So, probably a little bit weaker uh, in the tight five, but, you know, pretty good uh, in that back row. We can have a look out into the backs, uh, how the Reds gone there. Uh, so at scrum half, half back nine, uh, they've lost Scott Malolua. Scott Malalua, sorry, hard to pronounce that name for me. Uh, he's retired as well. 
uh, and they've picked up Kalani Thomas from Souths. So that leaves them with uh, Tate McDermott, Moses Sarovi, and Kalani Thomas. So yeah, I don't remember seeing too much of Scott Malalua, um, you know, playing in 9 or 21 for the Reds. That's pretty much farmed or shared by, you know, Tate McDermott and Moses Sarovi. And they've retained both of those players, very high quality players. You know, Tate McDermott uh, now in the Australian, you know, national team conversation for nine. Uh, and Moses Sarovi plays, uh, or can play, has played uh, for the Fijian national team, I believe. So looking pretty good at halfback. Uh, at fly half, first five ten, uh, they've lost Carter Gordon to the Rebels. And they've picked up Lawson Crichton uh, from Brothers. Uh, so that leaves them with Lawson Crichton, Bryce Hegarty, uh, and James O'Connor. So again, uh, obviously James O'Connor is going to be fronting that, going to be running things from 10, uh, provided he's injury-free. Uh, and you've got a very experienced Bryce Hegarty uh, who can basically do a job for you, play 10-15, maybe even uh, a wing anywhere pretty much in the back three slash 10. Uh, so, you know, he's a very good deputy uh, to James O'Connor. So if you, if you pair that up, you know, Having the one-two punch of you know Tate McDermott, Moses Sarovi, uh, with James O'Connor running things from ten, Bryce Hegarty perhaps you know twenty-one, oh, sorry twenty-two, uh, backing up O'Connor and Dor playing fullback, uh, you've got a pretty nice spine to your backline there. Um, you know still a good amount of depth uh, in some key positions for the Reds. Uh, if we move into the centres, uh, they've lost they've lost Chris Fia Sortia, should be able to say that name a little bit better, apologise. He's gone to Onyaks uh, in France, uh, and they've also lost uh, Isaac Lucas uh, to the Rico Black Rams in Japan. Uh, who have they picked up? Um, not too much. They picked up Hudson Crichton from Brothers, Josh Fluke from, or Josh Fluke from Brothers, and Isaac Henry from Wests. So again, sort of like Australian national level players. Uh, leaves them with Hudson Crichton, Josh Fluke, Isaac Henry, Hunter Paisami, Jordan Pattaya, and Hamish Stewart. Uh, and Hamish Stewart is another uh, really good, versatile player, uh, much like Bryce Hegarty. Uh, he can you know, do a really good job backing up um, James O'Connor, uh, say from a starting 12. Yeah, you can shift him into 10, or you, know, you could start him 10 as well. So sort of between, obviously, James O'Connor as your like, headline 10, uh, you know, being backed up by Bryce Hegarty, perhaps from 15, uh, and Hamish Stewart, perhaps from 12, uh, you've got quite a lot of good 10 cover there for the Reds. That's good. Um, and then, obviously, you know, Hunter Paisami and Jordan Pattaya are going to need or going to be wanting uh, to have, you know, big seasons uh, in the midfield uh, for the Reds. So, you know, still looking pretty good there. Um, you know, the loss of Chris Faye-Sortier maybe makes them a little bit weaker in the midfield. But they've, you know, picked up some talent from the um, Australian national level. Uh, if we go into the wings, uh, they've lost Henry Spate to Barretts. Uh, and they've picked up Elysia Doraisi from Wests and Suliasi Vunavalu from the Melbourne Storm. Again, another NRL or rugby league uh, convert there. Uh, so, you know, the Rebels have picked up a couple, um, and so have the Reds. Uh, so good to see. It'll be interesting to see anyway. Certainly, um, you know, league converts playing in the midfield slash, you know, back three. It's definitely a possibility that they can transfer well. It's certainly happened many times in the past. 
Um, and yeah, you know, uh, certainly the Rebels and even the Reds uh, looking or hoping for more of the same there. Um, but yeah, Henry Spate to Baritz, uh, that's a quality player. Henry Spate played a number of seasons for the Brumbies uh, and for Australia. Might have played one season, I think at least one, maybe two, but certainly one season for the Reds. And then he's pushed on uh, to the French um, top 14. So yeah, a bit of a loss there. But um, Suliasi Vunavalu uh, from Melbourne Storm could be pretty interesting. Who does that leave them with uh, in the wings? At least with Jock Campbell, Filippo Dalgunu, Eliasi Doraisi, and Suliasi Vunavalu. So, you know, Jock Campbell and Filippo Dalgunu, pretty good, pretty good, um, you know, super rugby level players. Dalgunu even got himself into the Australian, um, you know, national squad uh, in 2020. So they'll be looking for a lot from him. And then, like I've said a couple of times there, uh, Vunavalu uh, coming across from the Melbourne Storm from the NRL, uh, the rugby league competition. So, yeah, still looking pretty good there. Uh, at fullback, uh, they've got Jack Hardy has left, or he didn't play last year, and he's been returned to Easts uh, at the Australian uh, national level. Uh, and they've picked up Mac Greeley from the University of Queensland. So, you know, not too much I can uh, add or say there. Uh, just in terms of coaching, uh, they've retained Brad Thorne as well, uh, you know, an absolute, uh, you know, New Zealand and Queensland legend uh, who has played for uh, the Brisbane Broncos, has played for the Canberra Crusaders, has played for the All Blacks. I believe he actually represented uh, Queensland and State of Origin and Australia in Rugby League as well. So, yeah, you know, check out his backstory. He's uh, an incredible player, um, incredible man, uh, and now he's, you know, quite an established coach now, actually, uh, in Australian rugby circles. Um, so, yeah, go check him out. He's definitely had an amazing career, both as a player, and uh, now he's shaping up as a pretty damn good coach as well. It will be interesting to see, actually, what Brad Thorne uh, thinks about doing uh, in the future. Don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here. I've still got one team to go, <clears throat> and it's been a pretty long podcast. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting to see uh, if he wants to, you know, stay in that Reds kind of position. I mean, like, no doubt he does, uh, certainly in the immediate future. Uh, but, you know, sort of maybe say three to five years down the line, uh, perhaps the next time the Australian, um, you know, head coaching role comes up or, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see, or even the New Zealand, uh, you know, set up. I mean, imagine the, uh, the likes of, uh, say, Scott Robinson and Brad Thorne. Uh, running things for the All Blacks, say, post-2023. Uh, that could be a hell of a combination. Uh, but, you know, equally, you know, if Dave Rennie was to, you know, uh, extend the olive branch and, and get Brad Thorne into his Australian setup, that could be pretty amazing as well, uh, perhaps in, you know, a couple of years from now. So, yeah, uh, Brad Thorne, uh, certainly a coach to watch. He just comes with so much pedigree, so much class, uh, and obviously he's bringing that to a rejuvenated Reds outfit as well. So on to the final uh, team here uh, in Super Rugby AU, uh, it is the Waratahs. Uh, so let's keep it going uh, and then sign off, sign out. So the Waratahs at prop, who have they lost? Well, they've lost quite a few, quite a number here. So Charlie Abel to the LA uh, Guiltinis, uh, Darcy Breen to, to University, oh sorry, to Sydney University, uh, Rory O'Connor to Waranga, and Tom Robinson to the Force. So certainly uh, Tom Robinson pushing over to the force is quite a loss. Uh, I think that will be felt a little bit by the Waratahs. Uh, who have they picked up? Uh, so far just one uh, player, uh, 
Alifosio Tatola, Tatula, sorry, Alifosio Tatola from Manly, again, uh, a national level player in the Australian system, I think. Uh, who does it leave them with uh, in props for 2021? Uh, Angus Bell, Tatiera Faulkner, uh, Harry Johnson Holmes, Chris Talakai, Ali Fosio Talatoa, Atatola, and Tian Tuakapulu. Tuatakipulu. Sorry, is that a few pretty tough names here, a few tough Polynesian names for me. Um, fairly comfortable with the uh, Polynesian pronunciation, but uh, some of these names really testing me. Uh, today. So yeah, um, Harry Johnson Holmes is certainly going to be leading that uh, in terms of the prop stable uh, and then you know they'll be looking to get something out of uh, a few rising players there but like I said you know losing Charlie Abel to the LA Guillotinis uh, is a bit of a loss and Tom Robinson to the force as well uh, over in Perth. Uh, so yeah perhaps a little bit weaker than they were uh, last year. Have a look at Hooker. Uh, they've lost Damien Fitzpatrick, he's retired and Andrew Tuala has gone to Southern Districts, uh, an Australian level team, Australian national level team. Uh, and they've picked up Dave Porecki from London Irish uh, in the English Premiership. So that gives them Robbie Abel, Joe Cotton, Tom Horton, and Dave Porecki uh, to choose from at hooker. So going in quite deep at hooker, uh, Robbie Abel uh, is certainly able. Uh, at Super Rugby level, uh, and I don't know too much about Dave Porecki, <clears throat> but he is coming from London Irish uh, for the English Premiership, so I'm sure uh, he's pretty legit, or like I'm sure he'll be able to do a pretty decent job uh, at Super Rugby AU level. Um, just having a quick squiz, seems like he has been a Waratah uh, previously as well, uh, a few years back, uh, seemed to have been in the Waratah setup, maybe he's been in England uh, with Saracens, I believe, as well as London Irish. So yeah, you know, he's, he's probably a fairly established, uh, you know, uh, good player uh, to pick up in your roster. Certainly, uh, you know, helping out Robbie Abel there at hooker. Uh, if we have a look at locks, so I mean, I guess, you know, front row there, maybe a little bit light uh, at prop. Uh, certainly won a lot from Harry Johnson Holmes uh, and, you know, looking pretty good at hooker. Uh, if we have a look at lock, uh, this is a really, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a train wreck for the Waratahs. So, uh, Ned Hannigan has gone to Karita Watergush. Jed Holloway has moved to Toyota Blitz, a couple of Japanese uh, top league teams. Uh, Ryan McCauley has pushed over to the Force uh, in Perth. Rob Simmons to London Irish. Uh, and Tom Staniforth to Castres uh, in the French top 14. So, um, yeah, that's a huge amount of you know, personnel uh, turnover there. Uh, lost five locks. So who have they picked up? Um, they picked up Sam Cade from the Blues, New Zealand Super Rugby team, Jack Whedon from the Highlanders, another New Zealand Super Rugby team, and Sam Vakes from uh, Shimizu Blue Sharks uh, in the Japanese league, Japanese top league. So yeah, certainly Jack Whedon is a really good pickup there. Um, as we said though, they've lost a huge amount of quality, uh, the likes of Simmons, Holloway and Hannigan. But, you know, picking up Jack Whedon, he's a very good player. Looked good for the Highlanders last year. He's been pretty good for the Auckland uh, NBC or Mighty 10 Cup team for a couple of years now as well. So, no doubt, he's, you know, uh, chomping at the bit to get some, you know, like, serious game time at the Waratahs. Uh, and Sam Cade is also pushing over from the Blues, obviously, to kind of further his career, get more game time as well. So, you know, the Waratahs have, have bought pretty well there, uh, just in terms of picking up a couple of up-and-coming 
New Zealand locks. So it leaves him with uh, Sam Cade, Max Douglas, Jack Wedden, Jeremy Williams, and Sam Lakes. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, keep the injuries down as per usual. That's the old cliche, right, uh, with rugby or with Super Rugby. Uh, and get a fair amount of time out of Jack Wedden and Sam Cade. Uh, you could be looking pretty good uh, at lock. Uh, and like I said, you know, pretty deep, pretty good at hooker by the look of things too. Uh, with that pickup of Dave Parecki to back up Abel or at least compete uh, for a start, I'd imagine, uh, and then, you know, perhaps a slightly weaker prop. So if we look into the uh, back row, if we have a look at flankers and the number eights, uh, so who have they lost there? Well, they've lost Michael Hooper uh, to Toyota Verblitz. So Michael Hooper is, I guess, doing sort of a, an Australian equivalent of a sabbatical, uh, you know, taking a year out of Super Rugby, uh, and that's just a massive loss. Anyway, you want to cut that up. Um, you know, he's the heart and soul of pretty much every Australian team he's involved with, uh, you know, be that the Waratahs or the Australian national team, etc. Uh, you know, it's just a high quality, you know, player. Um, so, you know, you're certainly not going to be able to replace that um, with a like for like. Uh, and in fact, they just basically, they haven't gone to market, they haven't replaced him with anybody, uh, and they're just retaining who they've got. Uh, and that is uh, Jack Dempsey, Charlie Gamble, Hugh Sinclair, Lachlan Swinton, and Carlo Tizano. Uh, so, you know, I'm a little bit familiar with Jack Dempsey, um, but yeah, not so much uh, with some of the other players there. Uh, Lachlan Swinton, I think, got a bit of game time as well uh, last year. Uh, so yeah, they'll be definitely wanting a fair amount out of Jack Dempsey. Uh, at number eight, they had two last year, and they've lost Pat Tafa to the NEC Green Rockets uh, in Japan as well. Uh, and then they've retained Will Harris, who they had last year as well. So yeah, looking fairly light uh, in the back row uh, for flankers number eights, you'd have to say, and you know, absolute dagger losing Michael Hooper. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty tough uh, for this season. Uh, I mean, if you just go through that and just look at some of, um, you know, some of the experience that they've lost there, uh, Tom Robertson at prop to the force, um, Damian Fitzpatrick retired at hooker, uh, sorry, that's uh, Tom Robertson prop, uh, to the force, uh, Damien Fitzpatrick Hooker retired. Uh, you know Ned Hannigan, uh, Jed Holloway, and Rob and Rob Simmons or locks or you know lock six, uh, and you know pushing away uh, to Japan slash the English Premiership, uh, and Michael Hooper uh, up in Japan as well. Like that's just a massive amount of, of like quality experience. You know Waratahs personnel. Um, so yeah, looking pretty, you'd have to say, looking much weaker this year uh, up front. Uh, but you know, good luck, we'll see what happens. Let's uh, push it on and see what they've got in the backs though. Um, so yeah, pretty interesting here, there's quite a lot to talk about. Uh, so it's scrum half, halfback nine. Uh, they've lost Michael McDonald to the force and Mitch Short to Radwick, an Australian national team. Uh, and they picked up Jack Grant from the NTT Red Hurricanes uh, in Japan. So that gives them Jake Gordon, Jack Grant, and Henry Robinson uh, at halfback. Uh, don't know too much uh, there. Uh, Jake Gordon uh, was playing for them last year. I think he got a little bit of time. Uh, was fairly reasonable. Um, but yeah, a little bit short, a little bit light at halfback, you'd have to say. Uh, at fly half, first five ten. Uh, they've lost Mac Mason to the Austin Gilgronis, uh, another Major League Rugby team, uh, and Jack Walsh to Exeter Chiefs, which is a pretty interesting transfer. Um, and
and then they've picked up Tane or Tane Edmid, Edmead, T-A-N-E, so the Tane or Tane Edmead from Eastwood, uh, a national level Australian team. Uh, so that gives them at fly half um, Ben Donaldson, Tane Tane Edmead, and Will Harrison. Um, yeah, so again, you know, you'd have to say uh, the 9-10 combination there looking pretty light uh, in terms of the scheme of, of who they're going to be up against. Uh, certainly when you think of uh, what the Brumbies have, uh, even what the Rebels and the Reds have, and what the Force have as well, um, you'd have to say that's the weakest 9-10 uh, stable uh, in the competition. So yeah, going to be difficult. Pushing out into the centres, uh, they've lost Curtly Beal to Racing uh, in the French Top 14. Uh, and they've picked up Isaiah Parisi from Bayonne, uh, a French uh, club. So lost the experience and class of Curtly Beal, uh, and they've picked up a French top 14 uh, player uh, that I don't know too much about. What does that leave them with? It leaves them with Lalakai Foketi, Tipai Moroa, Isaiah Parisi, and Joey Walton uh, in the midfield. So again, looking pretty light in terms of name recognition slash talent there, you'd have to say, um, you know, yeah, pretty difficult. Uh, if we push out into the wings, uh, they've lost Cam Clark to the San Diego Legion, another MLR team, um, and Siosefa Lisala to Tuota Shokiki, which I believe is a Japanese team for sure, but I don't think it's a Japanese top league team. I think it's a maybe a development level team or a, a secondary sort of like B comp team uh, in Japan. Um, so yeah, Ken Clark, huge loss. Uh, San Diego, San Diego Legion. That's a really really great buy for them. Uh, he can certainly play in the midfield uh, and in the back three. Um, probably want to play him at wing. Although uh, maybe in the major league rugby competition, he will really stand out as a quality player that you might want to play more in like a Rico Ioane role. Maybe you want to get him in there at sort of like center, I would imagine, in that competition. Uh, what does it leave them with with the wings? Leaves them with uh, Mark Nawakwanidawase, Alex Newsom, James Ram, and Tristan Riley. So I'm assuming they're going to be wanting to add at least one, probably at least one more name to that. Uh, but there are some pretty good names here. Um, Mark Nawakwanidawase is a very good player, very good up-and-coming player, uh, and he'll do well for them on the wing. Alex Newsom is also very dependable, very good. Uh, James Ram, pretty good utility. Again, I believe you can slot him into the centres if needs be. Uh, and, he's, and those three players have all played quite a lot for the Waratahs uh, in the last year, two years at Super Rugby level. So, um, you know, definitely lost a lot more than they picked up but they have retained a little bit at least uh, in, at the wings or in the wings uh, and then at fullback uh, they had two fullbacks um, and they've actually released Carmichael Hunt who has been uh, you know, a rugby league star who um, I believe tried his luck uh, for a time at AFL uh, before pushing into uh, rugby union uh, in Australia he's played for the Reds, he's played for the Waratahs he's been there or thereabouts probably played a few games for Australia, uh, I would imagine. Um, certainly played quite a lot uh, at Super Rugby level, uh, and he's been released, so uh, that's quite a shock. Um, yeah, and then they've retained Jack Maddox from last year. 
who they picked up from the Rebels. So that was a really good buy last year, and they'll be wanting a lot from him. Um, but yeah, you know, if you look at the back three, you know, Noah, Kwanitawase, Newsom, Ram, and Maddox, you've certainly got, um, you know, some good personnel in the back three. But uh, if you have a look at the halves, like we said again, Jake Gordon, Jack Grant, Henry Robinson, not too much there. Ben Donaldson, uh, Tane or Tane Edmead, uh, and Will Harrison. Uh, yeah, it's pretty light. It's definitely going to be, uh, you know, a growth year, I think, uh, at 910. Uh, and, you know, when you've lost the likes, you know, we just we, we went back, we went through that before, like just how much personnel they lost uh, up front in, in the forward pack. Uh, I think it's going to be a really difficult year for the Waratahs. Uh, and, you know, even the midfield is looking pretty light as well, uh, having lost Curtly Beal to racing uh, in the French top uh, top 14, uh, not really picking up too much for it. Isaiah Parisi, not really sure, but, you know, he's coming from Bayonne, so uh, a French top 14 team, so, you know, they'll be wanting to get something from him. But, yeah, it looks, I mean, for me, the Waratahs are probably going to be, or look to me, like the worst team on paper, uh, where they look strong. Um, is basically the back three, uh, and even that isn't particularly strong. Uh, they look reasonable in the type five, uh, but you know, again, not particularly strong or not particularly deep, uh, and they certainly look like they've got some serious liabilities uh, in their uh, you know flankers slash back row, uh, and then their halves combination in their midfield. So, kind of can't really see them getting their game together too much uh, in twenty twenty one could be a very, very difficult season for them uh, unless a number of, you know, up-and-coming players step up. And, I mean, that's what you always want, right? You always want to give them that opportunity. Uh, just in terms of coaching, uh, they've retained Rob Penny uh, from last year as well. Again, another New Zealand coach uh, doing things over in Australia, uh, you know, which is, you know, pretty standard these days. Uh, certainly a good coach, uh, but, yeah, not sure if he's got enough to work with uh, in 2021. That's for sure, not with all those departures uh, from some really talented players. So yeah, uh, that is a squiz around. Uh, you know, had a good deep look at the Jaguares to start things off just because it was very interesting, or certainly very interesting to me as to, you know, what's happening to the club and then, which is not much, it's essentially being rolled up, uh, and then what's happening to all of that talent and all of those players. Um, so yeah, that was a good start. And then obviously went through the five Australian, you know, Super Rugby AU uh, squads uh, as we know them at present. I'm assuming there'll be um, a few more players, maybe, you know, thinking some of those rosters are a little bit light in certain positions. There might be, you know, one, two, three, four uh, more players to be added to a couple of clubs there. Uh, but, you know, it is certainly the, it's the nuts and bolts of, of what they're going to be working with for 2021. Um, so, yeah, I mean, having a look through that, um, I would say... You know, the Brumbies are certainly the playthrough champions. They are the uh, crusaders of Australian rugby, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and you'd have to say they have lost, uh, they haven't lost too much, but they haven't really picked up too much either. Um, so, you know, you'd have to say that they're sort of at a plateau. They're sort of, I think they're still going to be very good this year. Uh, and they look, they look very good in key positions as well. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't think there's too much there that's saying that they're going to grow an arm and a leg and, and push on and become bigger and better. I think they're just pretty much going to be what they were uh, last year in 2020. 
um, you know, with the Reds as well, there's a, a couple of key losses, um, a couple of defections around Australian Super Rugby uh, from the Reds, um, and also one or two uh, key names have pushed out of just Australian Rugby or Super Rugby <coughs> uh, in, in general. So I would say they're a little bit lighter than they were last year, but I think, again, they've retained a lot of the talent that they want to just nurture and grow uh, for a following season. So I think their upside is much higher uh, than what the Brumbies will be bringing in 2021. So I do think the Reds, even though they have lost um, a, a, a little bit of personnel, um, I think they'll be still really, really good. And I think they'll be really pushing the Brumbies really hard uh, for that one, for that number one spot in Australia. I'm also really excited by um, the Force. Um, you know, I, you know, they've got deep pockets for sure. And I think they've bought really well, and they're going to be really competitive in 2021 uh, with the second season and with some of those signings. I'm uh, really excited to see what they can do. I certainly think they're going to be very competitive uh, with the Waratahs and Rebels. And in fact, I, I kind of think on paper that they look better and deeper than both of those two teams. Um, so, you know, I'd be looking for the Force to be in there at like third spot. Uh, and, you know, obviously. Uh, trying their best to push, say, the Reds and or Brumbies uh, and try and get into a final. Um, you know, the Rebels, I think they'll keep the force honest and they'll be there uh, in the conversation, but I think they're going to finish fourth this year uh, and I think the Waratahs are going to finish last. They're going to be the fifth or lowest or worst uh, team in Super Rugby AU in 2021, uh, just with that roster that I went through now. So, yeah, that's kind of what I think. Um, Maybe Brumbies, Reds, Force, Rebels, and Waratahs in terms of my finishing uh, order at the start of the season. Uh, you know, and then we'll see what happens from there with uh, Super Rugby Trans-Tasman. But uh, yeah, maybe there'll be a few more interesting uh, selections or um, you know, signings uh, before Super Rugby gets underway uh, in Australia in about three weeks from now. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to leave it there. Thanks a lot for listening, uh, if you did. That'd be awesome. Uh, pretty long one. Uh, I actually did, um, you know, like a, basically a full hour uh, yesterday, uh, and then I realized uh, too late uh, that the recording, the Anchor app that I record with, only allows me to record for one hour at a time. So I kind of had to come back and, you know, do uh, the Reds again and then finish off with the Waratahs, which we just did now. So this is actually kind of a podcast in two parts over two days. Hopefully my editing will be relatively reasonable and you uh, won't notice too much of a difference there. Um, but yeah, uh, things to do before I sign off or sign out. Um, can you please go to Facebook, uh, go to the Rugby Gods podcast if you can, um, and please give me a like there. Uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify uh, and or most of the other podcast uh, platforms, Hopefully there's a link um, to the Rugby Gods podcast, my Facebook page, uh, in the show notes or at the top of my page uh, that you're listening on. Uh, but if not, and you use Facebook, like I said, please just key in the Rugby Gods podcast and hopefully you can find a page there, give it a like. Uh, you know, please feel free to send me a message, send me a comment. It's all good stuff. Uh, I enjoy talking rugby with anyone. Um, yeah, not sure what else to say. Um, that's about it. I've been talking a lot, uh, but I hope you enjoyed that one. 
so that's the Super Rugby AU teams uh, as I know them uh, towards the end, pretty much at the end of January 2021. And I'll certainly be looking forward to the start of Super Rugby AU in uh, about three weeks' time. So yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I hope things are going well in your life. Um, I hope you're doing good things, and I hope good things are happening for you. Um, yeah, just stay positive. Uh, I hope 2021 is much better uh, than 2020 uh, for you. Uh, certainly been um, pretty interesting uh, and fairly good for me. So, you know, take care, be safe, uh, and just enjoy life. So I'm going to sign out there. So mate wa, I will see you soon. Bye-bye.